0: to another episode of Black Quintessence. I'm your host, Daniel. Um, excuse the nasally sound. Allergies are kicking my ass. Um, so it might sound a little stuffy, but um, other than that, my week is going well. Hopefully, you guys' week is going well. Um, let's go ahead and jump into current events. I want to first start off by talking about how Marlon Wayne's had to put haters down and put them in their place via instagram for him being proud of his daughter being you know lgbtq and he posted a picture of her sitting down um with her the bottom of her foot facing the camera with the rainbow flag which i believe they're a pair of vans with the uh, rainbow uh colors on the bottom of them And he goes with the caption, Happy Pride to my pride and joy. I wouldn't change one effing thing about you. Love you to the moon, around the sun, through the galaxies, and back again. Which is great because, you know, he loves his daughter for who he is. And I remember in his um, Netflix comedy special that I believe came out last year, he had a whole skit about, you know, basically finding out that his daughter might have been gay at the time. And, you you know, in the sketch he had joked about, you know, being accepting of her, which was great and everything like that. So somebody decided to respond by saying, damn, unfollow, sad shit, which he replied with the hand gesture and bye. And basically this person kept going. And then somebody else commented and they, you know, pulled the whole, you know, she's not old enough to know and all this other shit. Marlon, you know, put them in their place And this, and people were literally just going back and forth with him about his child and his child being gay and how he should raise them and all that other type of shit. And I'm just more ecstatic at the fact that, you know, he's accepting of her. I love that, you know, especially as black parents. It's, it's where a lot of black parents are really coming around more and more to being accepting of their children being gay. And I love seeing that. So I'm happy that a black male celebrity is showing love to his daughter that is openly gay and showing that he accepts her for who she is and what she is and what she loves. And that's just a great message to see. Cause like I said, these people were tro- trolling him about his daughter. And it's like these, I don't understand why people, the internet has given people this voice that they feel like, while yes, you have freedom of speech stop you don't have to comment on every fucking thing like you don't have to voice your opinion about everything sometimes it is okay to sit back and be quiet especially on someone else's life like let these i mean and i'm not gonna lie there's a lot of times i'll probably feel opinionated when i see people's posts and things of that nature and then i sit back and go what is my comment really going to do or say aside even no matter how i feel about what they're doing at the end of the day that's their lives you can't tell these people what to do with their with their lives unless they're harming themselves or others or anything like that you can't tell someone else how to live their lives and there's so many people who still have this thing where they think they can tell you how to one raise your child and two how to handle dealing with gay people like it's just people out there that are listening especially straight people you can't tell people how to live their lives stop trying you can't change the gay i've talked about this before just just let it go But I'm extremely happy that Marlon handled it the way he did. And, you know, he's accepting of his daughter and loves his daughter no matter who she is. And that's that's great. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, In other news, um, Rihanna has become the wealthiest female musician in the world. Um, It's saying that according to Forbes, She has a $600 million fortune, which actually makes her richer than Beyonce, Madonna, and Celine Dion. So, and it's not just the music that they're counting. They're counting um, all of her work. So, they're counting her music and Fenty. You know, so it's like that... Those things add up to what's making her the wealthiest musician. Um, I know it said that in September 2017, she reportedly made $100 million within within its first few weeks of, you know, when she launched Fenty. So, and by her, from there on out till now, until 2018, excuse me, she ended up getting $570 million. So it's like she has turned Fenty into she's she's venti Fenty excuse me has made her so popping and i love it because it's a makeup specifically catered to women of color across the spectrums of skin tone so you have just especially you know it doesn't necessarily just have to be black women but especially for black women dark skin brown skin light skin you know there's especially within the black community we're all type of different shades so, But it's also catered to people of color in general. So I'm just really excited that she's done this. And like I said, this is including her music. So it's like, even though Rihanna and the internet has been riding her ass about where new music is coming from. And I know she, uh, I heard that, you know, she you know has said that this next album is supposed to kind of be catered to like a Jamaican sound. So, but she still is kind of like, you know, she's going to do it when she wants to do it. And I would like to hear new Rihanna, new Rihanna music as well, but I'm really not gonna be down that woman's throat about or anybody's throat about bringing out new music, not anymore. But you know, she probably feels like I don't have to make new music like that because I have bit uh biz- avenues and other businesses that are really bringing me in the money. And I think she, you know, she did have a thing where she was uh, said that you know while she loves music, I don't want to misquote her, but basically it was kind of like you know I love music, but there's other things I really love probably even necessarily i don't say even more but kind of even more especially if it's bringing you in more money and not to say that her music wasn't bringing in her money but this makeup line is bringing her in money so why wouldn't she put most of that focus on it i don't blame her for not for you know really not worrying about putting up music like that when this other business avenue is bringing me in millions of dollars But like I said, I know she is quoted to have said that her next album, whenever it is going to drop, is going to, um, you know, be, uh, have a Jamaican sound to it. So I'm looking forward to hearing that whenever she does. Like I said, I'm not really pressing her for it. But congratulations to you, Rihanna. Also, another black musician who is racking in the dough so to speak is jay-z who has become the fifth black billionaire in the u.s and the first rapper to become a billionaire so and i know a lot of people used to think that you know they thought diddy would have gotten there first or hell even dr dre but i know that um like i said they were in the millions and they were all in the millions at one time but um I digress, but yes, so it said Jay-Z has become the first billionaire in hip-hop, it's $310 million. His cash investments, which include a $70 million stake in Uber that total up to $220 million. Uh, Duce Cognac, $100 million. Title Tidal streaming service gives him $100 million. Rock Nation he has 700 mil, 7 excuse me 75 million his music catalog also brings him in 75 million he has an art collection which is 70 million and a real estate business, real estate which totals up to 50 million so Jay-Z is changed the game with rappers like as a rapper so like i said he's um the first black rapper billionaire but he's the fifth black billionaire in the US. So to me, what that also says is that him and his family have to for nothing for probably the rest of their lives. Cause if he you know the way he invests and the way he handles his money, him, Beyonce, Blue, Sir, Rumi, those those kids are set for life. Those kids don't have and I think I remember hearing that either when Beyonce was pregnant with Blue before she became pregnant well it wouldn't make sense before so i'm pretty sure it was when she was pregnant with blue that they had start you know putting things in her names and savings and things like that when Beyonce first became pregnant so they were already set before they were born and i'm pretty sure they did the same thing with Sir and Rumi when they found that they were pregnant with them so i'm pretty sure and i'm pretty sure they're 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 as those kids get older they're going to start instilling those same saving habits into them so that family is set for life and that that's a great thing i love hearing black families making it black people making it and being a and you know excuse me providing for their kids and making sure that they you know providing for their family making sure the kids are set making sure that you know they're putting their investments in smart places because i believe that that is one thing that a lot of people don't really know about is like money management and investments and stock and things like that. And I think that is something that people, especially we as black people should really take into consideration of taking classes of how to go about and how to do it. Cause I think in the future, it is something that it helps us out in the long run. It really does life insurance, especially if you have a family and I'm pretty sure they have that set up. So I'm just really ecstatic to know that. Jay-Z is doing it out here. And like I said, you know, in between his money and Beyonce's money, like I said, those kids are set. Those kids have nothing to worry about. And I'm just happy for them. Congratulations, Jay-Z. There's another incident where I'm not sure how many people have heard about it because I've only seen like maybe one or two articles about it. But SZA, the uh, singer SZA had an incident and a Sephora where she was basically racially profiled. Basically, um, they accused her of stealing in the store. Or, <coughs> excuse me. It was an incident where they, she was followed by, I guess, an employee and accused of stealing at a Calabasas store. Um, after the incident, she had tweeted, quote, um, laugh my ass off sandy sephora location 614 calabasas called security to make sure i wasn't stealing we had a long talk you have a blessed day sandy (laughs) i guess she gave her the name of sandy sephora like barbecue becky um she then tweeted quote can a bitch cop her fenty in peace or what (laughs) which it's it's you know like i said it's not it's it shows you a couple of things, but it shows you one that just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean that you're exempt from racial profiling. And then it just also shows you that, which we already know, especially we as black people are very well aware of that. There's, you know, racial profile, no matter where you are, it's going to happen. Like I said, well, this isn't new. This is something that's going to, that unfortunately is still going on. Um, cute. Rihanna, uh, reportedly sent, says a Fenty Beauty gift card and said, quote, go buy your Fenty Beauty in peace, sis. <laughs> I love Rihanna. She's such a mess and she's she keeps it real. I love Rihanna. But um, because of that happening, of course, Sephora sent out their tweet and sent out the apology of saying, quote, you are a part of the Sephora family and we are committed to ensuring every member of our community feels welcome and included at our stores. So what had happened was just like what Starbucks had did Uh, This past uh, 5th of June, which was today's Friday, which was Wednesday, they shut down every Sephora store, distribution center, corporate office in the U.S. to host the, I'm pretty sure, sensitivity workshop, blah, 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 where they do all that. So, you know, then they started making tweets and posts of a thing saying we belong to something beautiful and basically doing I mean I'm not faulting Sephora for what they're doing because like I said it sucks because when um, one employee does something that affects the whole company the company has to do something like they can't if they didn't do anything it would have been worse but of course when this happens it's kind of like you know what's going to happen you know they're going to sh- shut the store down have sensitivity training blah 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 blah, blah. um like I said, that's the best they can do. But it's just, it's just, it's sad that, like I said, in this day and age, 2019, that we are still having issues of people following black people around the stores, um, feeling like racially profiling them in places just because, well, I feel like, you know, that person might be still, like the fact that here, like I said, 2019, 20 motherfucking 19, the mid 2019 we're almost there with the halfway mark and you still have people racial and even I don't want to I hate I don't want to give celebrities more power than they are by saying you should recognize a celebrity when you see them because not everybody pays attention to music or celebrities or things like that and it's not to necessarily say that a celebrity couldn't be stealing hell we remember Winona rider and the Winona Ryder in the 90s but it's just a situation where you felt the need to, like I said, at the end of the day, the core is you racially profile this woman, singer or not. But then the fact that you felt to racially profile this woman who is kind of known and probably does not have to steal, not even probably does not have to steal these things. Like, she can buy this. That woman has money to buy these things. So the fact that you still felt inclined to follow her and... Racially profile her. Now, I'm pretty sure. Now, I don't even want to say I'm pretty sure she lost her job because nowadays, especially when they're white and white women, they're not losing their jobs because of this. But hopefully, she did. I, I wanted her to have lost her job because that makes no sense for you to do no ignorant shit like that. So hopefully, she lost her job and got her comeuppance because, bitch, you got to go. But, you know, sorry that that happened to SZA because that deserves, that doesn't deserve to happen to anybody being racially profiled in a store like i said that's so annoying I, I could say i've had that feeling i'm pretty sure every black person in america has had the feeling of going into a store and knowing you're being watched you can tell and feel their eyes on you or you're watching or even just to the point where even if you don't see them watching you you feel like you're being watched because like i said being black in america that's an experience that all of us unfortunately, probably have and are will go through. And it's a sucky reality. And um, that's it for my hot topics. Before I go into my topic of discussion, I did want to give a few seconds to talk about when they see us. I have not watched it yet. I do. I'm not going to lie. I'm on the fence to watch it. It's not that I don't want to watch it because I don't want to watch it. It's just it's real. It's a. I know it's a heavy thing. You know, if any of you that do not know what it is, When They See Us is the Netflix series that is about the uh, Central Park jogger case, which they're also calling the Central Park Five with the young men that were included. That was a case from 1989 in which a 28-year-old female, white white female jogger, Trisha Melly, was reportedly, uh, allegedly attacked and raped in Central Park and claimed that five black excuse me, four African-American males and one Latino male uh, did it. And they convicted uh, them and they were in jail um, up until I want to say recently when they were released, but it's, um, I don't know. I think it's an important documentary to watch. I really do. Uh, Not documentary, excuse me, series. And I want to watch it and I'm going to sit down and watch it. The only thing that's making me hesitant is it's heavy shit. And it's, it's heavy shit. And with all the stuff that goes on with the black man, I don't know. I want to, I do, I am going to sit down and watch it. I do. It's just, I'm really hesitant because like I said, it's with all this shit with black people and all these, you know, wrongful convictions of black men being in jail and things like that. It's, I know it's going to ramble up some emotions, but one of these days I will sit down, but I do believe everybody, especially black people with everybody needs to watch this series. So for this week's topic of discussion I want to go ahead and discuss peer pressure uh as an as adults and how we uh you know how we sometimes can react to it and things like that. Um I know for me honestly speaking for myself peer pressure has never been a big issue like growing up I never allowed peer pressure hit me too hard I'm not saying I was perfect with dodging certain things but like for me it was like the biggest thing with peer that I was always peer pressured into as a teenager and even today uh, today at 31 years old it's peer pressure to drink and smoke in my 31 years of being on this planet I have never smoked marijuana never smoked cigarettes and I've never drunk alcohol now growing up even in my early 20s Especially with, you know, weed. It was always like, weed's bad. You know, don't smoke weed in all those old school commercials. Like the one with the cartoon drawing of the man looking all, sunk, uh, sitting there smoking weed and the dogs judging him. And the other one where it was like the friend looking like a deflated balloon on the chair. And they're like, weed made him, you know, weed did this to them. Now he doesn't have as much fun. And, of course, it's time when we've learned that, you know, there's nothing really wrong with weed. Yes, weed can, you know... Have that effect of you know making you kind of sluggish, but then weed also does have effects on different people, but it's not to say that it's bad that you have those effects it's just a uh, you know one of the effects of smoking weed it's no different from if you get drunk, some people get you know drink alcohol, get drunk and they have more energy or maybe become belligerent you know it depends on the person for me I've just like I said never felt peer pressured into doing it, and I know that a lot of people which is other things, not necessarily just weed and alcohol or cigarettes have felt peer pressured into doing, you know, it can go across the boards, sex, little my anything as minor as going out when you don't want to you want to feel cool you don't want to seem like the loser or the lame person in your group of friends so they kind of peer press you into going out i mean i mean of course like little things like hey come out and you go no and they're like persuading you that's not a you know that big of a deal but then you know you have other issues where it can be a big deal like something like say having sex with someone and they're peer you into having sex which no one should be peer pressured into having sex so you know peer pressure can you know go across many boards and I just feel like, you know, what are ways that, you know, to, you know, prevent yourself from feeling peer pressure or falling into that peer pressure of whatever that may be. I think that's a good topic. Um, you know, for people at home that are listening to just think on and think about like ways to, you know, um, like I said, avoid, peer pressure or a ways to deflect it when you feel like peer pressure is coming on and ways to help other people. Like I said, sharing ideas, passing them on. I think it's a great way for us as human beings to really get sometimes we don't know how to do it ourselves. We don't know how to deflect situations that we're feeling peer pressured into doing for me the only thing that that's always kept me from feeling peer pressured into smoking weed or drinking is the one it was always of course like i said for me with the weed speaking if i can speak about each one individually weed it was always because like i said growing up they told you weed was bad don't smoke weed blah, blah, blah 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 and then as i got older and when it became legalized in california and you know just overall knowing that it's not as bad as you know people tried to make it seem it just was never something i liked the idea of now do i know what it can really do to me and in the sense of like how i'll react to it no because i've never done it but i just never liked the idea of feeling sluggish i don't like having a quote-unquote out-of-body experience, so to speak, meaning like same thing with alcohol where some people drink and some people become belligerent or get really ignorant or get wild or, you know, let their inhibitions loose and things like that. I don't like that feeling. So that's what has always kept me from smoking or drinking. Do I know if those things will necessarily happen to me or even if, you know, I don't know. And then there's also the possibility that. If you do it, quote unquote, responsibly in the sense where, you know, take a few puffs here, sip a little enough to get a buzz and you're cool. I could do that, too. And I may not even have those effects that I think I could. For me, I'm just not a person like and it it probably can go deeper than the weed or alcohol that I've, you know, kind of learned about weed and drinking with myself that I've, you know, people have told me. I've talked to people about it in the midst of having conversations. It could be deeper than the weed or the the alcohol with me it could be a little bit because I do have a slight control you know issue with myself i like to feel like my I am in control of what I do and to a degree I you know feel like maybe weed or alcohol can take me out of that control issue it's a possibility yes I do know that it might not happen for those that'll be quick to go you know that may not be the case you you are probably right that may not be the case for me it's just one of them things that For me on a personal level, I don't want to find out. And then as time kept going on and I got older and I just never did it, it just never appealed to me to do it, you know, for the most part. So it was always like those were the two factors that drove me not to drinking and smoking. But I have been peer pressured all my life into doing it even like i said till today there are so many people that go why don't you just smoke a little drink a little see how it affects you see what it do and most of the other people would be like because i I know how you are sober you're kind of you know you talk a lot of shit or you're very outspoken and you're kind of da. you say what's you know all you say whatever on your mind or whatever i hate that saying but whatever uh it makes me think charm school and flavor of love when they used to love saying that to bitches yeah i'm just a bitch that says what's on my mind Ugh, boots but anyway <laughs> Like they want to see that side of me. So that's kind of why so many people kind of peer pressure or pressure me into drinking and smoking. And then sometimes it's just kind of like a lot of people are also just like, you know, you never, you know, it's not bad to do it. And I do know that it's not bad to do, especially if you do do it responsibly for me. I just don't want to, like I said, as time has gone on, gone on, it has crossed my mind. Like honestly, within the past couple of days of thinking like, do I want to try it? And there's other times where I'm like, "Mm, no, I really don't want to. But, you know, back in the day, I was very certain and stuck in the way of being like I'll never drink or smoke and I still lightweight am but as time goes on it's more of a curiosity of how I will react to it that makes me want to do it but then I'm also fine with never doing it so that's just me um you guys let me know how you guys feel about you know how peer pressure has affected you growing up teenager as an adult especially as an adult have you ever felt peer pressured into doing anything do you you know has it ever affected you where it, you know, bothered you tenfold or maybe just a minor thing? Whatever the case might be, you guys let me know how peer pressure has affected your life. Um, I'm going to go ahead and sign out and hit me up. Like I always say, black quintessence at yahoo.com. Follow the Instagram page of the same name. Um, also, Facebook, same name as well. I want to hear back from you guys, like I said, always on any topic, any topic of The past, the topic I'm having now, anything that I've discussed, let me know what you guys think and you guys have a great week.